Hello and welcome to the Betches Sup Podcast. I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell Smith. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the Betches Sup Podcast is your weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that's happened in the news, explained by your two funniest friends, which is us. Yep. And we're going to be so funny. (laughs) Just a little frightened. Yeah, guys, Brian and I are really nervous about this episode. (laughs) But before we get into uh, the parts that make us nervous, let's talk about the parts of the news this week that make us cringe. Yeah. So, um, Brian, I guess this isn't getting you through the week. No. But it's on your mind. It's cringing me through the week. What's cringing you through this week? (laughs) So, um, the New York Times style or portion or whatever culture just did this um i guess a think piece is the right term i is don't it a know think piece i don't if it, know if there's no thought that goes <laughs> <laughs> that's a question that i have like how much thought do you have to put into something to make it a think piece <laughs> so the name of this article is called um welcome to the age of the twink <laughs> Welcome, Twinks. Well, uh, to any Twinks listening, (laughs) (laughs) bienvenido. Yeah. Uh, And so, for those of you who don't know, a Twink is like a um, like a slim, skinny, hairless gay man. Yeah. But in this article. Okay. Also, I feel like I feel like they, they they start referring to like straight men as twinks, and like they over and over they use these like straight men as examples of certain kinds of twinks. I've said twinks so many times. Um, and a like straight people can't be twinks. <laughs> I, I think just like being straight negates the idea of becoming a twink. Yeah, and also because I think isn't maybe and maybe I'm maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm getting too in the weeds of cu- gay culture that I don't understand. But is part of being a twink also being a bottom? Um, no, no, not necessarily. Not, necessarily. not all bottoms. Um, apparent, okay. but they do say that the name of twinks come from uh, Twinkies. Oh, <laughs> and if you think about it, they're a cream-filled snack. <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> and they are hairless. And they are yes, <laughs> Twinkies do not have hair. But also, they do say like um, apparently there's this word twunk that may be like a, a referring to prostitutes and like early times in England. Maybe I don't know. Oh, but yeah. So this article. A, oh yeah. So B. I said I started with A. I didn't get to a B. <laughs> um, B. I feel like twinks have not like they 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 they've been shining for a minute yeah but also like i mean i i don't know what i would consider myself maybe like college brian would be a twink mm-hmm. today i feel like i'm a little bit not i'm a little less twinkish i mean <laughs> check out my instagram you tell me for myself you you you, you yeah. look for yourself yeah dm brian and DM tell brian. him if you think if you think my twink like- i really want to know at brian russell smith brian mm-hmm. with a y <laughs> also shout just wanted to shout out my instagram but I I think anyone who's like a specific group thinks that another group all is shining or something. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I always thought it was about the muscle gaze. Like I, like why have I been trying? Why haven't I been going to the gym to try and get <laughs> to get muscles and abs? If it's all about just being skinny, then I would just not eat. Yeah, it's also. I think that it's kind of interesting to say that it's like it's the age of being thin. <laughs> like, I I feel like it's been like that for I know. a minute. And they're saying, and it, it it's just like so embarrassing. It's like, oh, I clearly like I didn't look up the guy who wrote it. I did, mm-hmm. I don't want to say his name because I don't want to like people to troll him because of anything I said. But like, he says the latest twinks, many of whom are straight, are what you might call. Art Twinks. Like, <laughs> Art Twink, by the way, is Lady Gaga's next album. 
and they and they like sh- they like they uh they they shout out like Ryan McGinley as possibly doing this and. I have a funny story about Ryan McGinley. Ooh. Ryan McGinley is this like famous photographer based in New York. Um, when I was a freshman in college, I went to art school in Manhattan, and I was friends with this guy. I won't say his name. Um, he was very like tall and skinny, mm-hmm. and Jared Kushner. <laughs> yeah, I was Jared. <laughs> um, and he was just like on the street, and Ryan McGinley saw him and was like, "Oh my God, you're beautiful. Let me take your photo." And <gasps> this guy was straight at the time. And now, and then they had like a long relationship, a sexual relationship. I was like, he just found this 18 year old, plucked him off off the street and. And, and be- gayed him up. And gayed him up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's gay. He, he was probably gay. Yeah. No one's just like that gay for pay. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. That is so, yeah. Wow. He really like zeroed in on him. That's interesting. Yeah. But so it's just like, and now they're saying these, these like envi- enviably lean boys are going to, um are changing the face of Hollywood, like Tim- Timothee, Chama- Chama- oh, Timothee Chalamet. Tim- Chalamet, yeah. And then he started naming all these like other like leading men who are not who are like like young like I guess just like happen to be skinny straight boys. <laughs> so it's like you can't just lump all these motherfuckers together. <laughs> they're just like they're you know like they're not they're not twinks, and they're they're saying that like it's in the face of this toxic masculinity that Hollywood. It's like no twinks can be. Yeah, toxic, toxic. toxically masculine <laughs> as well. Yeah, it, so. it, it just seems like it was a, a strange article. It was just an article that never needed to be written. So this brings me to my uh, what's cringing me through the week, yeah. uh, which is also something that no one asked for and did not need to be created. Um, Nicole Arbor. Canadian YouTube witch Nicole Harper, <laughs> who's most famous for that making that dear fat people video where she bravely <laughs> makes fun of fat people. <laughs> um, she bravely comes out as hot and <laughs> and makes fun of fat people. That's sort of her claim to fame. Uh, she has now released another video, um, and this time it is uh, "This Is America" the women's edit. Okay. Um, By the way, did you see the music video? Yes. It's so good. If you have not watched the This Is America music video, it's so good. And it is, that's the thing is like, it's a commentary on race relations in America Mm -hmm. between black people and the police. There's, it is so full of symbolism. I actually, like, if you haven't watched one of the videos that like kind of breaks down a lot of the like symbolic things that he's doing. Like Donald Glover is doing like this real childish Gambino. I should In this say. situation. Yes. In this situation, he's doing like these very specific kind of like weird dances and they actually all match up to like Jim Crow era, like depictions of black people, oh. like the poses that he's doing and stuff. Oh. Uh, and then there's all this commentary where like they're dancing and having fun to hip hop in the foreground, but then you see like violence and stuff happening in the background yeah. and it's sort of this commentary on like how we forget you know like we like exalt black culture but we don't we we hide what's actually happening to black yeah. people oh, in america wow. the, and also just like the production from a production oh, value yeah. point it is so well done yeah it's, it's insane it's like it's such a combination of like great production value and message it's, yeah. which is usually not the case it's usually like one or the other yeah so it's obviously 
a very symbolically significant video. It's like the one, the top song right now. People, it started like a huge conversation, and then we get Nicole Arbor, who is not first of all Canadian, so maybe doesn't have the best grasp of the issues that mm-hmm. this video is addressing. And second of all, she makes what she calls is the women's edit where she is like kind of just like bouncing around in a warehouse in the same setting. And she's like making, she's, she's saying stuff. I mean, it's not that I disagree with necessarily the point, like she's talking about the wage gap and being caught like the Madonna whore complex and all this stuff. But it's just so clearly like, a white feminist take that like completely strips the video of its actual value and mm-hmm. what it meant. It's just like, like if she wants to speak out about these things, speak out about them. But it's also, and it's also like a bunch of white people in the video, <laughs> which is like insane when you think about what the actual video was. And also Nicole Arbor is just like, <laughs> the worst she's horrible to watch she's completely talentless the video is so you just cringe the whole way through like watching her I, like dance and smile i just don't know why you'd put yourself up against donald glover he's killing it right now i know and why would you why would you want to be compared to his someone who's like in a star wars in a week and also just releases mega music video just hosted snl everyone's obviously gonna shit on you because He's killing it. Yeah, I mean, and it was just like, it just wasn't her parody to make. And so she released like this statement on Instagram today where she was like, I think people like didn't get my funny video. (laughs) And it's like, oh my God. Also, like just never be rapping. I don't ever want, like just don't. If you don't rap, don't try to rap. If you're not good at it, like really don't. Do yeah, it. just don't. Like do it. Try it by yourself in your bedroom. And if you don't make yourself go crazy, try it with a friend. Yeah. And then if your friend says go ahead, yeah. Then become a, then try rapping. Yeah, but like <laughs> don't just go for it. Exactly. There needs to be like a couple different stoppers that you put in yourself before you cover a childish Gambino <laughs> song with your own like weird take and it's just a lot of people were pointing out it was kind of just like a peak white feminism moment because it's like okay if you want to do this you know maybe talk about issues that are affecting black women too because that's like what this video is about yeah. and also maybe just don't do just it just don't do all. it don't make anything about yourself yeah. you know what I mean like make a video where you talk about all these issues that you care about and like that's okay but also I just reject stealing black culture all over again exactly like first of all that's also like part of what the video is about second of all I reject Nicole Arbor as a feminist voice because she was completely unapologetic about the Dear Fat People video that she made I, I actually don't know what the Dear Fat People video is it's literally her standing in front of, and I if I'm mistake if I'm not mistaken she markets herself as like the world's first like hot comedian or something oh my god she and she like it's her like standing she does a weird she does like talking at the camera like jump cut YouTube yeah. videos that are just like one shot of her she's okay. like Jenna Marblesy but okay. like bad yeah um and it's her being like you're fat people guess what lay down the donuts you're fat i'm not fat i'm hot i'm a hot comedian and it's oh, just like no. oh my god you think that was like a, a pun on dear white people i don't know i think it might have come out 
before that show. It was a while okay. ago. Okay. And I was I just wondering go, if she did it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that, that is interesting, but I feel like maybe time wise, it doesn't okay. line up. But she, and then she just like was unapologetic about that too. And it's like, I hesitate to like give this woman any like pu- publicity because that's clearly what she wants. Yeah. Like that's clearly the <clears throat> aim with all of this, but it's just like, uh, why like like both this article and this video are just like no one asked for this yeah. why well let's stop talking about her then before yeah. before we move on to our um our our, our, our nerve-wracking topic yes. i didn't i was supposed to shout out the shirt i'm wearing oh um, yes I, you'll see it on our instagram it yes. says too gay to function <gasps> and it because I'm gay, if you couldn't get by my voice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> DM Brian to let him know if he's a twink. Yeah, please. <laughs> I was supposed to tie it into the twink conversation, and I forgot. It says, too gay to function, rainbow. Check our Insta story. It's beautiful. Get mm-hmm. ready for Pride Month. It's coming up like two weeks away. I'm really excited. Yeah, you don't want to show up at Pride in just your regular t-shirt. No, you know, you have to have a gay shirt. You want to have a, <laughs> yeah, you want to have a gay shirt That's why it's called Pride. Pride. Yeah, you have to <laughs> pridefully wear your gayness outside of exactly yourself. so get one for yourself get one for a beloved a, a, gay a, person a, a in a your life hag, yeah you know, you know like they, we've got them in black we've got them in white yeah it's beautiful it's beautiful they look great yeah. they're really fun shirts yeah um elise is looking at me right now and, and she's, he is wearing one <laughs> i can confirm it anywho uh, so brian it's now time for us to get into the news of the week yeah my palms are sweaty listeners Brian and I are nervous because <laughs> the news of the week is obviously surrounding the Israeli-Palestinian conflict, which, if you haven't heard, is the most like complicated political issue of our time. <laughs> yes, and it's been going on for a long time. Long time, and there's a lot of history, and there and is a, a lot of emotion. A lot of people have a lot of feelings, and, and they're very close to the situation. And Brian and I being writers at Betches <laughs> are not experts on this conflict. No, and we have opinions. We do. But, you know, people get people are very very sensitive. Um and rightfully so. And rightfully, and so. rightfully so. so. There's like people die because of this and lose yeah, their homes and it's, and it's been such a long back and forth of he said she said. Yeah. of of, oh, this for you! You did this, but yeah, you, you did, did th- yeah. So it's like what it's like what aboutism to the extreme, and um, everyone there. There's obviously faults on both sides and misunderstandings on both sides, mm-hmm. but I think we just need to, you know, go for it yeah, and we wanna, try and be factual. We're and, gonna lay out the facts for you guys, and we're gonna try to do it in a way that kind of lets. We're gonna hope that we let you draw your own conclusions. Obviously, both of us do have specific opinions about this that if you you know dm brian ask him (laughs) tell him he's a twink and ask him what he really thinks about all of this stuff but we opted we had a long discussion yesterday about how we were going to cover everything that's been happening and we opted to say you know we're just going to keep it events-based and facts-based for this discussion. I'm sure we'll still shit on Trump a little bit. So Yeah, if, if, I have some things I want to say about Jared. Yeah. So don't worry <laughs> about that. We're not sparing Jared anything. No, no. He, he, him and his weird voice are not spared. Um, But we don't... I just don't want you guys who are listening to take the neutrality of our tone to mean that 
we don't care about it or that we don't have strong feelings about it. We're just opting to go with that tone for this <clears throat> issue because of the complexity and because of the emotions and because of how important it is really to get it right when you're talking about it. Yeah, exactly. So I guess we'll just start. Okay. Yes. Uh, Monday, um, President Trump officially moved our embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. So this is a huge deal. Um, and this is something that I actually didn't know, but there was a law passed by Congress mm -hmm. in 1995 that we were going to move our embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. This is a big deal because generally... The in, J Israel considers its cat wants its capital be to be Jerusalem, yes. but the international community considers Jerusalem since the founding of Israel to be sort of like this international mm -hmm. city um, with the Palestinians laying claim to the eastern part of Jerusalem. And ideally, if a two state solution ever happened, the Palestinians would like for the eastern part of Jerusalem to be their capital. Yes. So sort of in the vein of not taking sides in this conflict, everyone has decided like we're just going to recognize Tel Aviv as the capital and keep our embassies there. But we passed this law in 1995 because obviously the U.S. and Israel are very tight. Um, and there's a long like question as to why U.S. and Israel is so tight. Yeah. And I mean, we we I mean the U.S. obviously has a high Jewish population in comparison to the rest of the world. Yeah. A and B also evangelicals, which is a huge voting block mm -hmm. in America. Um, believe that if Jesus is to return, he'll return in Jerusalem. Yeah. And they want, um, so the evangelicals are very pro-Israel yeah. for Jerusalem. Yeah, and so and it's a big voting block. Yeah, and Jeru I mean, it's just very clear that Jerusalem is a sacred place for many West uh, Western religions. Yeah, like, and, as I mean, obviously Islam is Islam, huge for... Even that, Christianity like, and... Yeah. Yeah, like all like so it all comes together in this city, which is creates a delicate, uh, delicate situation. I actually heard on the daily today that um, people born in Jerusalem, it's on their passport, it says city Jerusalem, and then country is blank. Oh wow! Yeah. So it's very like it's it's a contentious issue. Citizen so, of the world, darling. Yes, exactly. I belong to no one. <laughs> um, I'm the president of me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so in 1995, they passed this law, and every president since then has been like, "Yeah, I'm definitely not touching that." No. And then we get to the current president, <laughs> who is very close with. Israeli PM Bibi Netanyahu. Bibi. Yeah. They actually have a lot of similarities. They do in that both of them are investigated for, for corruption. Yeah. Right yeah. Netanyahu has, I think like four, at least four big cases going against him right now in Israel for corruption. Uh, one of them actually is really crazy. One of them was, uh, there was a prosecutor investigating Netanyahu's wife. Mm -hmm. um, and they sent someone to tell the prosecutor that if you drop the charges, we'll make you attorney general. And that all came out. And wow. That, that's like the, that's like, I think the big one that everyone's more nervous. About. There's, 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 there's all of it is shady, but in a lot of it is like him trying to talk to like news organizations and paying them like to get better coverage and blah, blah, blah. So sounds he, he, like, sounds pretty similar to get, someone targeting the media. Yeah. Yeah. They definitely are. My mom always says when two people are alike, uh, that uh, they were born on the same day. 
So <laughs> were they? Wait, no, like wait. that's just like her expression oh. to like if two people are very similar. She's like, mm, well, they were born on the same day. <laughs> so <laughs> okay, it's like that's just a, my mom is them. Uh, so we moved. We we announced this announcement came in December that we were going to do this, but we moved it yesterday. Yeah, Monday the fourteenth. Monday the fourteenth, which is the anniversary, the seventieth anniversary of the founding of Israel. Yeah, and so that has also sort of exacerbated what was already. I mean, the Palestinians were not pleased that no. this was gonna i mean they were upset there was rioting the <clears throat> first time we made the announcement yeah but we did this we opened it on the anniversary of the founding of israel now today may 15th in addition to being my birthday shout out <laughs> i just needed everyone to know it is my birthday <laughs> uh today's the day they call the nakba the nakba which is uh it means catastrophe and it's the day that it's basically like a day of mourning where yeah. they you know recognize that tens of thousands of palestinians 700,000 700,000 were moved from their homes yeah, created- into but it's Gaza, Palestine, yeah, yeah, and um, they race basically turned into refugees by that situation. Yeah, so the so I like there's always uh, political action that's happening on the fifteenth in Gaza anyway. Mm-hmm. So I think that also like that fueled kind of what was already going to be a contentious situation. Yeah. And it all sort of exploded along this border fence along Mm -hmm. the Gaza border, uh, where we have the numbers. Um, NPR reported this morning that 60 Palestinian or 60. Yeah. Palestinians have been killed. Mm -hmm. Um, they shot, they were included women, children, journalists, first responders and bystanders. Yeah. Um, the UN has condemned this, use of force uh mm-hmm. they think that uh to quote uh rupert colville the spokesperson for the u.n high commissioner for human human rights he says we condemn the appalling deadly violence in gaza yesterday um uh yeah saying that there was like forty thousand palestinians yeah. protesting and um, to uh 2700 were wounded because ba- so basically from what I've gathered is uh, 40,000 Palestinians gathered to protest sort of along this wall and like throughout the West Bank, but particularly along this fence is where things got really dicey. And on the Palestinian side, they were burning tires. So that Mm. was creating like a lot of smoke and like lack of visibility. And then on the Israeli side, they opened fire with live ammunition. They were yeah, using snipers and tear gas and tear gas. And apparently they have <clears throat> drones with tear gas on them, which yeah. is something I didn't know we were doing. Um, I didn't know we made because, that. Um, the pals- the people in Gaza have gotten really good at, uh, throwing tear gas back or just burying it. Cause yeah. they're, they're used to it, I guess. Yeah. Um, Jesus. and like a big, so Hamas is the militant group controlling Gaza. They're yeah. governing group. And, uh, and they were basically, coercing people to go into attack the fence or to ra- to raid the fence mm-hmm. um and a big goal of people just like like also once they got to the fence there was really nothing for them to do it's just like a show it's just a show yeah. like it's a it's a it's an act of symbolism basically yeah and a lot of these a lot of the people are teenagers that were running at it and like they would just like try and rip pieces of the fence back and it'd be like yeah. trophies like they said and 
this fence is like not just like one fence. There's multiple fences. Yeah. So say they even get through one, then they have to go to like an electric fence. And then they're just yeah. like trying to like like nothing they're they're really not accomplishing anything by Yeah. It's more like a it, symbolic. Yeah, sim- I mean it's like yeah. a protest, it's a protest basically. Yeah. So and but on the Israeli side what the Israeli defense forces say is like they're trying to break into Israel mm-hmm. and we have to send them back and that they were burning these tires and they were throwing like homemade explosive devices, devices yeah, they were also. I think they were like covering sugar and gasoline and then flying them up in kites and then oh like, yes yeah. that's what i heard it's a kite bomb it's a kite bomb where you like it, it it's a kite <clears throat> but yeah. it's also a bomb and like i guess it just like and then the kites would land and then like hopefully set things on fire or something is was the goal for yeah I, I, again brian and i i'm not, not saying experts. i'm not saying hopefully yeah no <laughs> i'm saying they thought hopefully yeah that that's, that's their goal but also brian and i are not experts and i don't know how a kite bomb works but it, mm. i do i I've have never heard. made one no. i've never made one i've never made a bomb of any kind um bombed on stage though (laughs) (laughs) um so obviously this is horrible i mean any event where 60 people die and 2700 people are wounded yeah is terrible and there's and a lot of people have been commenting on this contrast between what was going on at the border this immense violence and sort of this like very sweet pomp and circumstancy ceremony led by jervanka jervanka at Jerusalem because and it, it's just although I was saying this to you before we started recording but it's just so crazy to me that we have Jared involved when Jared has lost his security clearance mm-hmm. but now he's dealing with the most sensitive issue on the planet and it, honestly I think that the only reason that he's really doing it is because President Trump looks at him he's like oh he's my son-in-law I'll give him a job oh he's Jewish exactly I'll, I'll, he'll, he'll do something with Israel it's literally the same as he's like Ugh, who should run housing and urban development the one ben Carson. black guy I yeah. know Ben Carson is the only black person I know so I'll put him there we'll put Jared in charge of a political issue that like the most like the the greatest minds in international relations have not been able to solve we'll no. just throw Jared over there and he made a bunch of like back ass word statements that inflamed the problem more you know like he's he said something about how the palestinian protesters were like inflaming violence and it's just like why why put that in your speech when we're dealing with such a contentious situation um Um, and it's like it's just instigating like i don't know why also like does this did this have to take place on the same day that we knew when there were going to be protests. That's my question. Is really, it just feels like, to me, and I get why for Israelis, it would be symbolic for it to happen on the anniversary. But it seems yeah. like, in my opinion, peace is more important than like a nice symbol. So yeah. it's like, why do it on this day when there's already heightened tensions between between two parties that are all that have heightened tensions all the time and it kind of goes back to this thing where like we don't have a fully staffed state department no we don't have a really cohesive or thought out foreign policy and we've seen it play out a lot of times and sometimes it seems like it's led to interesting things like with north korea or whatever but when we're dealing with these delicate issues you know you can't just you can't just run into these things with no thought. And I wonder either it was a a conscious decision to do it on this day, which 
I question that as a conscious decision or it was just like our people didn't really think about it and I question <sighs> that as well. I mean, I don't know. Um, I just, I don't, I don't look at, I mean, I, who, 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 who makes the final decision in this situation? Is it Jared? You know what I mean? I don't I'm know. sure he can say we shouldn't do this, but it was just not very smart. Sorry, there's like weird construction going on. Yeah. I don't know if you're hearing the farting noise. That's yeah, not it's us. not us farting. I <laughs> promise you. I think someone above us is doing construction yeah. of some kind. Surprisingly, our soundproof room is not, it's, it's not soundproof. It's not soundproof room. <laughs> so, uh. um, another thing about this, this ceremony that took place, it, it, the, just the, like you said, the juxtaposition was crazy there are all these people in nice suits like sipping champagne and then like literally an hour's drive away people are being shot at and there's riots and protests yeah, happening. it was the deadliest day of violence in the like single day of violence in the region since 2014 yes and there was yeah and so another thing about this um ceremony that people it's it, it, there's just so much going on that you can't it, it's things get lost they had this um minister robert jeffries who led a prayer before mm-hmm. officially unveiling. And this guy is a very problematic choice. I don't know why they, like, I, why do you do the things that you do? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, so like this that. guy, this guy has made some remarks about Jews, inappropriate, Mormons and Islam and gay people. So like anyone who isn't an evangelical Christian is a bad person. Basically he said, you know, gay rights promoters were pedophilia activists and Amazing. said homosexuality was perversion he said, you can't be saved by being a Jew. And he said that Mormonism is a hearsay from the pit of hell. <laughs> he also said that about Islam. So, like, just, like, let's just pick the most advice a person Yeah, like, possible. why invite that guy? Why not invite just, like, your standard... Like, you can... There are less problematic preachers you can invite. <sighs> it just seems like... It's, like, appealing to this, like, right-wing base. Yeah. Just to pit, like, just... It just pisses me off. You know, like, yeah. like it probably like I'm sure like other people feel the same way. Like every other group is probably pissed off that this was like like um, Mitt Romney tweeted about it. It just seems to me like it was designed specifically to inflame rather yeah. than reduce tensions. Like if the Trump administration really felt strongly about moving the embassy to Jerusalem Okay, but I feel like there is a way that they could have done that that was designed to minimize the tension and instead sort of at every turn with whether it be with the date, whether it be with some of Jared's remarks, whether it be with the like the choice of this preacher, that it was chosen to inflame specifically. No, yeah, and also, so there's this whole conversation, conversation now being like so since the US has we've officially done our move of the embassy we seem biased and to able to to come to a peaceful settlement with both the Palestinians and the Israelis we can't we don't our place at the negotiation table is is a, is a little faulted now. Yeah, it compromises our ability to negotiate the peace process which in the past the U.S. has kind of been that go-between at yeah. various points. You know, we've tried several times, obviously, to come to a solution. It's an incredibly complicated situation. 
Did we mention this was a complicated situation? I don't I don't know if we've said it enough. <laughs> if you didn't it, hear us, this is complicated. But it is complicated. <laughs> it is complicated. It's something it's something that just basically yeah, and there's been so many opportunities for negotiation and then you, certain sides won't take it. And yes. uh now we just now our place at the table is is seems a little bit more biased. And now other, like, more the UN and, you know, other international communities will probably have to bear the brunt of these yes. negotiations Yeah, someone else is, cause, because now, and I mean, we kind of always were. Like, obviously, yeah. the US and Israel has a real, have a really, really close relationship for a lot of reasons. We have a ton of military stuff there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we always seemed a little bit like we were acting to the benefit of Israel, but this kind of like really puts that stake in the ground. And another thing, you know, it just underscores that like, we're really seeing a lot of heightened issues in the Middle East in general. So now Mm. we have, uh, fighting going on between like the Israeli Palestinian conflict has been inflamed. Just last week, uh, Israel and Iran clashed mm-hmm. in Syria. Syria. Then we just have Syria in general. Yeah. So it's just like the the delicate balance of that region is really, really like tenuous right now. Yeah. And so now, you know, a lot. I mean, they've art. They never really cared for us, but now Palestinians are really don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of like a lot of anti-American sentiment like going on there, and you know Iran as well, because um, we just scrapped the Iran deal, and Iran and Israel do not get along either. Yeah, <laughs> um, this is like. Uh, I feel like I read a thing where they were saying they called the U.S. the Great Satan. Oh yeah, and yeah. I do. I mean, it's scary and I don't love it, but I do think that those insults are very funny. Like yeah. the great Satan is like, oh shit, that yeah. is serious. Um, I'm it, sure that's not like translated yeah. exactly, but. And you know, a lot, so originally also these protests in Gaza were also to mark, like to, to protest against the blockades that Israel and Egypt has done to Gaza. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of simple things like uh, food, yeah, concrete. Um, these people can't leave the country. They're, it's really hard for them to get out. A lot of these teens can't get jobs. People can't get married because they live with their parents. Yeah. And so a lot of them are just just sitting fuming about all these problems. And that's why that's why they're able to just really take on this act of symbolism so strongly because they, they don't have much else to work forward to. Yeah, I mean, there is like sort of a restless energy among people there. I mean, some people who were born there have never left. Yeah. And they've never, you know, really gotten to experience a full life and they're, they're with whole, a job. And yeah, exactly. And their they're only perception of Israel are these soldiers they see from on the lines. Yeah. And so... Like, I I don't know. (laughs) I mean, it's just like, look, we'll say it again. It's really, really complicated. Obviously, you know, if you really want to know where we stand, I will boldly say 
60 people killed and 2,700 people wounded is not good. No, I don't think so either. I will not, like, I'm I'm not saying that there's, like, an ambiguity about that. Yeah. It's just there's so much that got us to this point, and I really, my main feeling watching all of it is that I feel like the U.S. abdicated a lot of responsibility in, like, planning this and Mm -hmm. doing this in a thoughtful way. Like, if this was really something that we wanted to do and really something that we felt strongly about it, I think we had a responsibility to try to make it happen in a way where it's not going to result in thousands of wounded people. And... Well, like we said, like, just... just, I'm using the U.N. statement as, like, does... Does the provocative is is attacking offense enough propagation for live fire? That yeah. is that is the question. Yeah. And whatever you think, think it. <laughs> yeah, that's you know, you need to answer that question for yourself, but that is the question that is on the table. They attacked offense. That definitely happened. Did that merit the response? of live fire that's basically what the debate is right now yeah okay i think i think we did i think, I that's, think that I think we that's okay. did it i think we did it i think that we did it Whew. <sighs> <laughs> <We're>, <sighs> it's been yeah. hard to write about this in the newsletter it's been hard to yeah. talk about mm-hmm. it i know because i i, I know that people want to hear us say their belief yeah but we wanted to try to do this in a way that led you guys. Oh yeah, I did also want to s- give the White House's response. Oh yes. Um, Principal Deputy Press Secretary Raj Shah said Hamas bears the responsibility. That is the Hamas is a is deemed a terrorist group by the UN and the United States. The UN, I think, yes. Um, maybe not the UN, but definitely the United States. <laughs> yeah, um, and Israel certainly. And Israel considers. certainly as a terrorist group, and they. Run, they are the governing party in Gaza. Yeah. Not to be confused with the West Bank. No. It's also fucking confusing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not to be confused, but also it's confusing. It is confusing because they're technically both Palestinians. I don't yes. know. But yeah, so Rush, uh, Hamas bears the responsibility. Look, this is a propaganda attempt. I mean, this is a gruesome and unfortunate propaganda attempt. I think the Israeli government has spent weeks trying to handle this without violence, and we find it very unfortunate. So they're just they're they're placing the White House has placed all the blame on Hamas and the protesters there that I think the Israelis were calling more um, rioters and then from the international community uh, countries like Turkey, France, Qatar, South Africa, Iran, Egypt, you know, con- are condemn the Mideast violence and then the EU, Britain, and Germany call for restraint. Okay. Call for restraint is I so British. F- it is. We called for restraint. We've called for restraint. Yeah. We're trying to have our wedding. <laughs> we call for restraint. <laughs> Don't you know Prince Harry is getting married, people? The like, prince is getting married. <laughs> we can't focus on anything else. <laughs> Which we, yeah, Meghan Markle. America's Meg- sweetheart. America's something. Britain, America's transplant. I don't know. What, what, yeah. we, what, what can we call her? I don't know. She's I don't not know. America, she's not, she, I guess she... She's not our sweetheart anymore. No, they took her. They yeah. took our America's stolen sweetheart. Yeah. Oh, that's that's her new title, America's stolen sweetheart. Meghan Markle. God uh, bless her. I know she's going through. I, I I intend to get into this more on the Thursday pod, but her family's being really shady. Oh, um, little pre a little a little like preview, but Meghan Markle's family is not great. But mm. I do think she has 
married up a little bit. Yeah, so now she, she's yeah. going to be a royal. <laughs> I don't, yeah, it's, you know not, what's it's definitely funny? not a downward move. Uh, the queen had to like release her statement basically like because Harry is so close to the throne, the queen has to like approve of his, like release a statement being like, he, I approve of the wedding. And so she released it and usually like it would have like the crest of Windsor on one side and then like whatever representing the other house on the other one. But for Meghan Markle, they just did peonies because that's like the California flower. Like, okay. <laughs> so they were just like the, the wedding of Prince Harry of the house of Windsor and Meghan from California. <laughs> <laughs> it just makes me, uh, did you watch the crown? I did. So, like, I mean, you think about all the people that weren't allowed to get married I and know. divorced back in like just like 60 years ago. I know, but it's like actually good that uh, he wasn't the, the king that abdicated wasn't allowed to marry Wallace Simpson because they like loved Hitler. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. That would have been like a whole like World War Two would have turned out completely different. I know. He was already passing information as the abdicated king. Yes. And imagine if he had the information of an actual king. I know. You guys, if you want to know more about that, there's a Netflix documentary called The Nazi King. But like, if he hadn't abdicated, then England would have been in a situation where like the government was working against Hitler, but the king was like low key <clears throat> yeah. into Hitler. Ugh. Ugh. Not a good look. So honestly, it's like good that they were stricter then mm -hmm. about Wallace. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, that girl. Wallace Simpson. Thank God. Um, does this does this bring us to one more thing? This does bring us to one more thing. Um, guys, Melania Trump, our first lady, uh, is recovering right now. She's in Walter Reed uh, Hospital. She got an embolization procedure to treat a benign kidney issue. Apparently, she's fine. Um, and I heard that this is the most serious treatment a first lady's undergone. Since I guess some Nancy Reagan, yeah, she had a vasectomy. I think <laughs> she had a vasectomy. No, a mastectomy. <laughs> a mastectomy. I was like, what? I know the difference between a boobs and penis. <laughs> yeah, this is honestly, this is the the last time something like this happened was Nancy Reagan's vasectomy. <laughs> I didn't know she had a mastectomy. I think that's what it said. I think so. You know what, guys? Google it. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> we were so busy researching the very serious topics <laughs> of this podcast that I did not find I know. out. It, we, we've I feel like we conveyed a lot of information, but not enough funnies. But yeah, whatever. It's fine. It's, you know. And you now know, it's like, informed. I'm not going to make a joke about no. Melania's kidney. I know. We sh maybe we should have picked something funnier. Oh, um, whatever. Well, oh, what's something funny? What's something funny to talk about? What happens? Uh, what's happened in the news that's like hilarious? <laughs> Oh my god! <laughs> uh, it's usually Nothing so really. funny. I know. Oh, oh um, wow. well, Trump forgot to mention Melania in his Mother's Day oh, yeah. address. <laughs> <laughs> which, considering that, I mean, I, which, considering that now we know she's like about to go into surgery, is like in so Trump's, much more fucked up. In, in Donald's defense. He has impregnated a lot of women. <laughs> that's true. That's true. He can't make. A, he can't be listing all of no, the all of the mothers. Exactly, and these are just the ones we know about. I know he can't be. <laughs> he cannot be. You know, that's true. He would have had to list and Melania, then, Ivana, Marla. Yeah, Marla Maples. Marla Maples. Yeah. <sighs> and what, what was the thing you were telling me about when like Tiffany taught? or Ivanka taught Tiffany how to ask daddy for money. Oh yes. That's in Ivanka's 
book, yeah. one like a long passage that's kind of like, I guess the point of it is to be like, I'm such a good big sister. She was like, Tiffany didn't know how to ask daddy for her own credit card, but I told her, just do it. And then I went and I asked daddy for her and she got the credit card. And I was like, oh my God. Wow, what a nice sister. And she's like, I'm a very good big sis. Yeah. And it's just like, uh, I can get my little sister money when she wants it. <laughs> like, oh Gross. God. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. I guess I guess that's that's a that's, I guess a, that's that a takes good. us to the end. Yeah, this is the um, end. This has been a time. Yeah, this it's been time. I'm less sweaty as I was during our conversation. Yeah, yeah. I feel less like uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, so I'm glad I'm glad that feeling has gone. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. I'm honestly <laughs> glad that that feeling has passed. I'm literally going to leave the office now and go get ready to see Mean Girls on Broadway Woo! for my birthday. We're actually we have a very uh well I, yeah we're shouting i'm shouting out another podcast mm-hmm. um where we have a very exciting interview coming up on our you up podcast for betches media also side note i don't know if, i mean launching june 11th i'm hosting another podcast yeah guys you and if you are a fan of betches video you will know brian's co-host yes. chris burns aka fat carrie bradshaw mm-hmm. stars in all of our types of girls yeah. videos and so our, our podcast is going to be called everyone's gay mm-hmm Hint, it's going to be about gay things. Yeah. Uh, twinks. <laughs> twinks will be mentioned. Bears, poppers. Bears. <laughs> um, we'll talk about it all and it'll be fun. And yeah, so keep your eye out for that. I'm excited to listen to yeah, it. I'm, I'm really excited. certainly excited. It'll be nice to um, have gay research as opposed to political research. To yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, is gay research just what you call living your life? Yeah, basically. It's basically me sitting on Tumblr, scrolling through memes. Doing gay research. Doing gay research, yeah. <laughs> I, just, I just watch a lot of Ellen. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, guys. Well, until the end of democracy, I'm Elise Morales. I'm Brian Russell-Smith. And this was The Sup Podcast. Bye. Batches.